Good morning, Hopevale. Will you please stand to your feet? Let's lift our voices in praise to the King this morning. One, two.
welcome you here to this place. Not that you need the invite, but in this place is really our heart. And so God, would you fill this room with your presence? Would you fill God this, this heart, this heart of gratitude and praise with your presence? God, we need you. That's why we keep coming back on Sunday. For it's your presence that keeps us going to the next step. And so God, for today, would you have a word for us today? This is our word for you. So Lord, we welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love, be welcomed in this place. We welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. second say hi to somebody around you we'll see you back in a second thanks good morning again hopefully i'm adam harbaugh the outreach pastor here and uh just uh awesome video just recapping the the two trips that we sent the two teams that we sent over the summer to guaymate dominican republic and chinoy zimbabwe and we are just so uh, encouraged by the deepening relationships and the partnership and ministry that have been developed in those two places in particular over the last couple of years. And just the opportunity that we've had to send some of our people there to work alongside and minister alongside uh, our partners there is just incredible. Uh, and just the way that uh, Jesus has been proclaimed and a lot of awesome work has been done. And so if you were a part of uh, sending that team either financially or prayerfully, just thank you for being a part of that as we as a church just seek to uh, make an impact not only right here in Saginaw, but around the world as well. That's what God has called us to do. And so thank you for being a part of that. Well, hey, uh, we've talked over the last couple of weeks about a, an upcoming change in schedule, and so I just want to give a quick reminder again of that. On Sunday, September 10th, we are going to shift everything forward a half an hour, so the service start times are going to be 9.30 and 11.15. So please adjust your schedules accordingly. And also on that Sunday, September 10th, uh, we have a Get to Know Hopevale class. And so if you're relatively new to Hopevale, uh, this is just something that we would just invite you to. I think it'd be a great thing for you to go and check out just to find out a little bit more about who we are as a church, just some of the things that we believe, and then how you can plug into what God is doing here at Hopevale. And so that'll be at 1230 on Sunday, September 10th. And uh, stop by the Welcome Center. You can sign up for that class there. And lunch is included. So that's always an added uh, bonus if you want to go check that out. Well, as we continue to worship this morning, uh, we're going to go into our time of uh, just giving of our offerings to the Lord. So I want to invite the ushers to come forward. 
And as we always say, you know, this is really a no-pressure time in our service. But we at Hopevale, you know, we really strongly and passionately believe that God has uh, equipped and uh, just uh, given this church an opportunity to spread the gospel all around the world and our mission just to invite people to know and follow Jesus. That is what we're all about. And so if you have that same heartbeat as well, we would invite you to give uh, so that God's message, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and all that he has already done for us can go forth and be spread and shared uh, with a world that so desperately needs it. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we thank you so much for this morning the opportunity that we have to gather here in your name and give you the praise that you deserve. God, it is a sweet, sweet time of worship that we have uh, to gather as a large group and just sing and proclaim your name just to tell you of who you are, God, and that those reminders would just go deep into our hearts and our souls. God, that you would be glorified in this place, that you would be glorified in our hearts and in our lives, not only here, in this room on a Sunday morning, but throughout the week. God, that your Holy Spirit would get in us and just overtake our lives, God, that we would give who we are to you in service because of what you have done for us. So God, we look forward with uh, just to what you have in store for this service this morning, God, uh, that we would just be encouraged and challenged to live even more for you. And so God, part of that is just us giving back a portion of what is already yours, God. And so we just, we give freely and joyfully and prayerfully, God, that you would take these gifts and use them for your glory, that your name would be made great on earth as it is in heaven. God, we love you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is a special day to be at church. Every Sunday is a special day to be at church. And, um, uh, I don't know about you, but I certainly have my handful of big prayers in my life and um, that I'm asking God to answer. And so um, I wonder if God may answer one of your prayers today. Um, maybe it's something in your spiritual life, something, uh, somebody physically struggling, or maybe there's just a special word that God has for you today. So this song was one song that... Uh, Pastor Sam did a sermon on in this series. Uh, it's called Do It Again. And so we, let's have faith, gang, that God's going to move today. He's going to move in your life. And he's going to move right now. seated for just a few moments and we'll get you up when the offering is done being collected.
promise there was things great is your faithfulness your faithfulness i'm still in your hands this is my confidence you've never So we stand. 
God, we know that you answer prayer in your time. And we know that your answer sometimes is different than ours. But you always answer. You're always there. You always bring some kind of finality. Sometimes through the journey, we're just praying for something to be over because we just want an answer. But God, would you just be enough today? No matter what our circumstances are, Could we worship you today for who you are and for what you've done through your son and not because of what we need from you? Could we be a thankful people today because of the salvation that you've provided? And so for all those other things, God, that we've laid before your feet today, we ask you to continue to move, continue to make yourself known, Help us see who you are through all of it. We love you, Lord. And as a church, we say and pray. Amen. Hey, in the spirit of worship, go ahead and have a seat, gang. And uh, I just want to prepare you. We have a, a seven-minute video to show you introducing our guest speaker today. I think you're really going to enjoy this. So uh, settle in for these few minutes and keep your eyes on the screen. God bless you for being here today. Camera speed. No good pulled over. Oh, such a dad joke. That was too easy. I love a good dad joke. I remember from the very beginning that feeling of belonging on a team. But I think it wasn't until high school when I started to really have some success. That that's when football really became a huge, huge part of my life and therefore a huge part of who I am. I figured out I was a pretty good athlete. I was good. I'm not ashamed to say it. And I was getting a lot of attention. Um, I was breaking high school records, so I, I was trying my best to be humble, but, you know, when you're the best, it's hard. <laughs> I think that's when, when I really started to identify myself. Oh, yeah, you're, you're Tim, the football player, and uh, even though I knew in my heart that, no, I'm a child of God, I let those labels stick on me. When I got recruited to play college football, my one big stipulation was that I wanted to go to a big school. So I would go to Penn State where there's 45,000 students and 100,000 people at every game. That was part of the identity factor of this is big time and I am big time. Now I never rejected God, but he certainly was not first. <laughs> Football was first, and it brought me everything I wanted. So there I am, 2007. My phone rings, and the Carolina Panthers are going to draft me in the fifth round. I played for the Panthers for a year and a half, and I, I bounced around the NFL a little bit, and I finally got to Nashville. But the NFL is a different world. 
coming to Nashville was a breath of fresh air for me as a player. I spent a year here, um, and that next year, I wasn't sure if I made the team, um, but I did, thank God, and, and I was named captain that same week. And it was a huge moment of confirmation for me that God had me right where he wanted me. But it was also during that time that I again fell into the, the trap of being identified as a football player. I think that's one of the biggest things that we wrestle with in our identity is we're okay with it sometimes. We like the label we have. The problem was that when the game of football is over, who am I? My body started to fail me, and that had been the one thing I could always count on in football. I never missed a game in the NFL. So my body started to do things that just weren't normal for me. It really made working out and playing the game harder. Because of my poor performance, the Titans ultimately cut me. It was a tough day to be told that I'm no longer good enough. It's a, a brutal punch to the gut when you realize that you're human. I always thought I was a superhero, but that day I didn't feel like one. But I figured while I'm waiting for my next team, I would continue to try to find out what was wrong with my body. This was the spring of 2014. Six months after I was cut by the Titans, our doctor finally gave me an answer to what was happening to my body. I'm not even gonna say the letters. I won't. Maybe it's poetic, but NFL was replaced by three new letters. That's the big identity of Tim. But the truth is, neither of them are who I really am. Because what I've had to learn, if I claim God as my savior, then that is who I am. I'm not a football player. I'm not a disease. I'm a man of God. A messed up man, but a man of God. As I've lost things over these past three years, I've been forced to realize I am more mean now than I've ever been. Because I have to look at myself for what's inside. There's times when I have just raised my arms and thought, if this is the last thing I ever get to do, I'll be happy. If the last thing I can do with moms is raise them up to praise God. And that would be the greatest thing that I could do. 
God has given me peace with what I'm going through. And yes, I am fighting for my life. And God wants you to fight for yours. My day is not football players. My day is not a disease. My day is the best friend of God. It is my privilege to introduce Tim Shaw to you guys as a church, and what a warm Hopewell welcome. Tim, thank you. great to have you Wow, here. thank you. And now, Pastor, he told me there was only going to be about 25 people here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we'll, we'll make it through. Good. Uh, you have some special guests with you in the front row. Yeah, my family's here. My my big brother Steve and his wife Lindsay, they go here. Um, and then my mom is over here today. Great. And before I forget, I want to thank uh, Cross Point Church in Nashville. They were the ones who produced the video. Your home church there, That's right? my church, yeah. Good. And the other thing before I forget, too, is uh, you had a very special day yesterday. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm from uh, right outside Detroit, um, a city called Livonia. And my high school yesterday named my high school football stadium Shaw Stadium. So. That was pretty cool. What yeah. a special day, that and probably cool. a lot of old, you know, ex-teammates and coaches, and... You know, there's a lot of ex-girlfriends, too. <laughs> it was, uh... <laughs> I, yeah. said, I said, I'm going to Saginaw, I'm going to leave. <laughs> that wasn't on the script here, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, boy. We have so much we can cover. Um, but when we were talking on the phone in preparation for this, I think I've watched this video so many times and it just breaks me up. But your, your talk about identity is so powerful. And I know this idea of identity transcends just people who play football. And so as you just look out for everyone here, young and old, male, female, single, married, widowed, divorced, just Tell us more about what God has taught you about identity and, and what you'd like to share. I think the biggest thing I've learned about identity is that you get to label yourself. And I chose to label myself as an athlete, as a football player. Now, that's not necessarily a negative thing, some of us choose to label ourselves as undesirable or not smart or worthless 
things like that. And now someone else may have presented that idea to you or that identity to you, but it's up to us whether we own it or not. So I've learned that whatever that is, positive or negative, we get to choose. We get to really choose um, how we view ourselves. Um, but the great thing is that the Bible provides this example of what we really should identify ourselves as. Um, so for me, it's knowing that God has already loved me before I was made. And he provided for me and loved me through my whole life. Um, I can just see the times he's come through for me. So I, I know that's true for all of you. Um, we get to choose to identify as a child of God. Um, now, all the other stuff is really just window dressing, right? They're distractors. Um, and we cling on to these things, right? Like, I have a great job, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about it all the time. Or, man, I'm going through a struggle, so I'm gonna own that, I'm gonna be the struggle. I'm the one who's, I'm suffering more than everyone. We, we, we cling on to these things when we don't have to. Um, but the biggest thing is that it's our choice. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing how much then identity just really influences choices we make and attitude and how we relate to others. You're, yeah, you're exactly right. And you were, when we were talking, I mean, just God has taught you so many things through your journey here. And, and I know, you know, one of the things you talked about you know, with me was just the value of a day or today, but just some of the lessons you feel like God has walked you through these last few years that you'd like to share with you? It's, you know, I'm 33 years old, and I really humbly, which I don't do humbly very well, but <laughs> humbly, I, I feel like I have a lot more wisdom than a 33-year-old should have. I've been through a lot. I've had some experiences that are very unique. And I feel like God has just taught me a lot. Um, a couple of those being, I, God wants us to be who we are, not who someone else wants us to be or who society says is cool. God has given me gifts that he hasn't given you. He's given you gifts that he hasn't given me. Um, and when we try to be like others instead of embracing the gifts that we have, we're really, really cutting it short. We're, we're missing it. Um, that's one big thing. Um, another big thing would be right now, today, you being here, this is the most important thing. And whatever you choose to do when you leave here, that will be the most important thing. So stop doing what is not important. Stop, stop having pointless conversations. <laughs> stop arguing over things that don't matter. Um, I just, I see the value of time because when, when time seems short, when, when they tell you that you don't have much time, um, you're forced to look at time differently. And 
that's maybe the biggest thing I will urge people. Look at your time differently. Your time is the most valuable thing you have. I don't care if you have a diagnosis or not. How are you spending your time? What is most important? Spend your time on that. I, I've been so blown away by your optimism, too, because with all you've been through, you've refused to kind of take it on a, a victim mentality, and I think that is just so transformational. And with that, Tim, God has given you a platform to share your story, hasn't he? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I want to say, sitting backstage and listening to that last song, um, and we sing, you know, God, you've made a way. You've never let me down. You've never failed me. But here I sit. My hands can't, can't grip a microphone. I, I can barely walk. So how can I say, God, you've never failed me? Hmm. But I can. Yeah. It's a choice. I choose to believe that God is in control. I choose to believe that what I'm going through is for a purpose. Um, there's greater good that can come from this. I choose to believe that, that this is not the end for me. And so with that, God has just given me a platform that's bigger than anything I could have ever dreamed. Yeah. I mean, the NFL was pretty big. I thought it was a big deal. <laughs> but this is the bigger. And God has uh, continued to just give me opportunities. Um, a couple of months ago, I got the, the New York Yankees flew me up and I spoke to the team. Um, things like that. I mean, it's just, God has given me a platform to, to shine for him and through this difficult situation. And so, you know, I hate to say you take the good with the bad, but, you know, life is hard. Yeah. Life is hard. And God has given me a platform um, and the ability to use it. Good. And as part of uh, sharing your story and extending your platform, uh, Tim, we get kind of a shot of this, uh, co-authored a book, Telling His Story, Blitz Your Life. Um, tell us how the book came about and why you felt compelled to, to write that. I always thought I would write a book, but I thought it would be about like winning the Super Bowl or, <laughs> you know, being the best player in the world, you know, something like that. Um, but really, I think it goes back to that wisdom. I just really felt like God had put so much on my heart and that as it becomes more difficult for me to communicate uh, verbally, I wanted to write that down um, and just really impact people. And um, yes, I can come and speak and I can uh, put videos out there on social media, but I'm to have a book that will last. Um, I can go where I can't go. Um, I really just felt um, that I wanted to help people that way. Good. Have you gotten feedback or stories from? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, the book has fulfilled its purpose. Um, it's impacted a couple of people, and 
um, it will continue to do that. So um, I'm very proud of it. It was not, I'm not exactly the, um, you know, academic type, so <laughs> it was, it was quite an accomplishment for me. <laughs> Good. Um, so I, I'm tempted to have you tell all the stories in here, but then they wouldn't have to buy it. So, right. but um, it's only eighty-seven dollars. So. <laughs> Special pages, yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about this in advance. Can you tell though the um, the Titan for Life story? That was yeah. Phenomenal. So when you are done playing pro sports, um, it's a difficult time. You can imagine, um, I've been playing football for 18 years. And so to be done, to be away from the game, um, it's, it's, a, it's a divorce, it's a separation, very difficult. Um, so I was without the game, I was away from it, didn't go to a game for two years. Um, but the Titan, gave me a call, invited me to come speak to the team. This was about a year ago. So I, I went in and gave the guys a message about, about caring about each other, about caring about what they do and, and who they are. And afterwards, the general manager came up to me and said, hey man, we have a spot on the roster. We'd like to sign you for a day. I'm like, well, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, no, he said, hey, we want to, um, we want to bring you back and make you a Titan for life. And so they signed me to a one-day contract, um, and uh, I am now officially a part of the Titans forever, and um, they've just embraced me. I'm, I'm involved with the special teams. I help out. I go to practice. I travel with the team. Um, they impact me and I impact them. It's just a really cool. Uh, the Titans have been very good to me. That's great. What a cool story. So, um, this is a question about uh, vulnerability that you and I talked about, of what it's like. You know, I can't imagine what it's be like a professional caliber athlete, but the strength and independence and not needing anyone else, and now you find in your situation a little different, where you're dependent upon others, you're dependent upon family and the church. Talk about just the ministry that God has used through others to, to bless you and, and things you've learned, too, just about yourself. Yeah, I think one, one of the biggest things in that area is that whatever you're going through, um, it's not just for you. Hmm. Um, it needs to be shared. And that was maybe my first instinct was the to keep this thing for myself um, and just run away with it, not let it hurt anyone else along the way. Um, but really, this um, it's giving me an opportunity to allow people to help me, um, to, to humble myself, um, to ask for help, mm. um, to allow others to serve me. Um, to allow my story to impact them, uh, to allow them to be involved, um, to allow them to contribute and help. Um, so first of all, very humbling. Yeah. Humbling to need someone to, uh, my dad watched me out here, helped me sit down, 
because we didn't want you all to see me fall and bust my face. Um, you know, but it's very humbling. I mean, I was a great athlete, and to, to be worried about falling or uh, not be able to dress myself, I mean, I can't tell you how humbling that is. But the choice is to allow others in. Mm -hmm. um, let them share your, your journey. Mm -hmm. There's something for them. Whether I meet you once, whether we spend every day together, or whether you just see my story on the news, um, there's something for um, everyone in what we're going through. And that's, you know, that's really a huge message, I think, for everyone here, because we, we say this often, that you know, church isn't just a place to attend, to put in your one hour on a week, check in, check out. It's a place, it's a community. It's a community of believers, a community of grace and truth where you build these relationships to carry out what the Apostle Paul said, to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so, um, just so kind of appreciate that. So, um, Tim, when we were praying for today, you know, we really believed your story was going to, touch and impact everyone, but I think we also felt like maybe there are some people here who are really going through a hard time, going through some really dark days, and I'm sure you, in your journey, had some really dark days, so what would be your special message to just people who are really just discouraged? Yeah, I think my best advice would be to be honest be honest. God can handle honest. Mm. What God can handle is hiding how you feel. I mean, so I tell God I'm, I'm, when I'm mad. Um, I tell him when I'm, when I'm sad and when I'm angry and uh, when I'm hurting. My advice would be just to be real. Find people that you can be real with um, and let it out. Um, life is hard. You know, life is hard, um, but, but God is faithful. God is faithful. I mean, he will provide people to be there with you. He will provide the help that you need. Um, so allow people to know what you're going through. Allow them to see the real you. Um, that's where real, true relationships come from. Um, and we all have that fear that if I let you see the real me, you may reject me. Yeah. You know, but, and that's real too, but that's okay. And you have to put yourself out there. Um, so the other thing is we need to stop comparing ourselves. It's really easy for me to say, I have it worse off than you do. Um, but guess what? I can find people who are worse off than me. Um, so it doesn't do me any good to compare my situation, my struggle uh, with other people, right? What you're going through, it's the hardest thing that you're going through. Yeah. And what I'm going through is the hardest thing that I'm going through. Uh, we need to just support each other in that. It's not a comparison game. It's a, it's a how can I help you game. Um, those are just a couple thoughts. Okay. Yeah. That's great. We, uh, you know, this opportunity really came up rather suddenly. We had 
set up our series more than a song and um, this was kind of a special uh, you know part of that series but I thought well what the what the heck I'll ask Tim you know has there been a song that has ministered to you through this time and you had one that came to mind right away yeah break every chain and to me that song is just a cry in my heart um, because I desire to be healthy. Um, I want that more than anything. Um, so I just, um, that, that song is a prayer for me. It's a, uh, a plea, a beg, a, a cry to God to just take this illness from me. Um, and so when I, when I sing that song, it's a, it's a cry out to God. Wow, and I think for every one of us here in one way or another, we've got a similar prayer. Unique situation, right? But a similar prayer. So um, speaking of prayer, um, what are you asking if they, or what are you telling people if they ask, you know, how, how should we pray for you? What, what's um, something you would like us to you pray know, for? You know, first of all, it's one of the most humbling Humbling thing for me is when people come up and they say, man, we, we pray for you. I'm just like, man, that is so powerful just to hear that. Um, because I know prayer works. Um, what I would ask people to pray is just, um, yeah, pray for healing. That's what I want. Um, but also pray for peace in the meantime, right? Peace in the suffering. Um, and then the, the courage the courage to be my true self um, because I still have that instinct to hide and um, to act like I'm tough or um, you know, pretend that everything's okay. So the, the peace and the courage to be who I really am. Well, thank you for having the courage to come out here and sharing your story with more than 25, right? <laughs> And uh, this has been phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to close in prayer a little bit. We're going to respond with that song that Tim talked about, uh, Break Every Chain. And then uh, after the service, Tim is going to be up front if you want a chance to meet and interact with him. We're also going to have a book table out in the lobby as well where uh, Tim's book is going to be on sale. And I understand that today only we have a special that it's not $85. So I think... uh, We'll be good there. So uh, let's bow our heads and pray together. Lord, the songs, uh, the the lyrics of Do It Again are still ringing in our ears, that you are a faithful God. You're a way-making God, and you have done that in Tim's life. And certainly, Lord, there are things going on in him and going on with us that we can't fully understand why it's happening. God, what you're up to. But we give you our praise anyways. Uh, Thank you so much for the grace and the courage that uh, you've led Tim to, to where he is openly sharing his story, um, vulnerably, honestly, and yet passionately. And God, we want to be those kind of people, right, Lord, who still go head on into life, Lord, whatever we're dealing with wherever we might be. Our hearts and prayers are with Tim. We pray for healing, God, because you are a God who can do all things. And we pray it not in a demanding way, but in a believing way. 
that as Jesus prayed in the garden, this is what we want, Lord. Nevertheless, not our will, but yours be done. And Lord, as we pray that for Tim, we pray that for others here going through their own um, secret struggles. We pray, as Tim suggested, God, that you would provide just the courage for them to share their stories with, with others and to be honest with you and in that find some victory and release. God, thank you that you are an amazing God. Thank you that you are a caring God who hears and answers our prayers in a God who works in a way that is above and beyond all that we can ask or imagine. And even now, as we respond in worship, Lord, take these words, take these cries of our hearts that we would claim and stand on the power of the name of Jesus now and forever. This we pray in his matchless name. Amen. I was lost until I learned your name. And all of a sudden I felt hung. i 
that you guys brought to that worship because we believe in the power of Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, the Jesus who has promised to come again and the Jesus who can break the chains in your life. As I said, Tim's going to be up front after the service. We'll be selling the book in the lobby as well. Next week, uh, Labor Day weekend, Pastor Sam will continue our More Than a Song series. We'll also observe communion together. Uh, as a church family, but as you go, may the power of Jesus rest upon your life. God bless you.